What is up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. Because of a few scheduling issues, um, we won't have a guest this week, but we've got some awesome guests lined up uh, very soon. Um, A buddy of mine who's been on the podcast will be on next week to discuss his attempt at 100 miles. Um, So that'll be really exciting. Uh, that's Nick Swikert. Um, super pumped to uh, to have him on. Um, I've got uh, some other really, really awesome guests to discuss probiotics and the athlete's gut microbiota. Um, that should be really interesting just because of the connection between the immune system and, um, and your gut. Uh, I've got a couple other guests uh, guests coming on to discuss um, for endurance athletes how to reduce risk of gastrointestinal uh, distress during uh, com- competition or training, which is which is really exciting. Um, and yeah, I've been sending out uh, letters and email, not letters, emails to a, a bunch of scientists, researchers, uh, just because I've been reading a lot of really interesting research lately and I'm really excited to have uh, some of those guests on so super pumped about that so this week I thought I would answer just a couple Q&A's that I get frequently from my clients but also I get asked uh, when I go to um, two sporting events and I'm just talking to athletes or talking to people there um, I get these questions asked all the time so one thing I would like to do is every couple weeks or every couple months do a little Q&A. So would love to have people uh, submit their questions for me to answer. Um, and if it's something that I don't know, I'll either point you in, in the right direction and get you in contact with somebody who does know the answer. Um, or I'll tell you, hey, I don't know, but I'll look it up. I'll find the answer. So um, without further ado, here are probably the three most common questions that I get. So, Kevin, what's the best diet? So with, with regards to, uh, actually, doesn't matter. If you're an athlete or if you're a non-athlete, I really don't think it matters. The best diet is the one that you can adhere to long-term. Um, this is not, uh, this is not un- unique to, to what I think this is pretty common across the board with uh, with high-level nutrition coaches um, and sport coaches and um, physique coaches even. If you can't maintain it long-term and you can't see yourself doing it in uh, six months and a year and two years and five years, then you're probably not going to be very successful. So it's got to be sustainable. It's got to be something that you can stick to. After that, uh, what's your dietary preference? What do you like? Do you like eating a lot of carbs? Then maybe don't go keto. Do you like eating a lot of fat? Well, keto might be a good choice for you. Uh, do you do you like a lot of protein? Then go with a, pro, a diet that has a, a high percentage of protein. Um, so. Figure out what you can stick to, and then 
uh, go with something that actually fits your lifestyle and fits your dietary preferences. Um, if there's things that you don't like to eat, forcing yourself to eat them may not be a good long-term strategy. So, what's the best diet? The best diet is the one that you can stick to long-term. Question number two. This one I get quite a bit from uh, my endurance athletes. And especially my endurance athletes who have a history of uh, training with either old school uh, personal trainers or strength coaches or who come from, let's say, a high intensity training, uh, high intensity interval training background, not high intensity training, but high intensity intervals, um, let's say maybe CrossFit. Um, in order to increase athletic power, don't I have to back squat, deadlift, and Olympic lift? So the reason I get this one is because for a lot of my endurance athletes, we don't do a ton of that. I do some of that for sure. We program it in, uh, but it's not necessarily my bread and butter. So if I've got a triathlete or a marathoner and I need to increase their leg strength, their muscular output, um, their power output, uh, rate of force development, I can do that with back squat. With I can do that with a barbell. I can do that with deadlift. I can do that with Olympic lifting. Um, I can also do that with split squats. I can do that with single leg squats. I can do that with rear foot elevated split squats. I can do that with step ups. I can do that with a bunch of different tools. And I find that a lot of times using uh, the traditional back squat, deadlift, Olympic lifting model has a whole lot more transfer to sports where you're on both feet at the same time. Let's say maybe in basketball with jumping or in football where you're playing, uh, maybe you're a lineman where you're lining up both feet are on the ground and you're pushing off both. Um, in running, like by definition, uh, there's times where both feet are not in contact with the ground and most of the time there's only one foot in contact with the ground. So using those modalities, let's say, or those uh, specific tools, the back squat, the deadlift, Olympic lifts, I don't think has as much transfer over to running. So training one leg at a time, I find is much more useful. And uh, yeah, I think there's a huge injury prevention component there as well. Um, in addition to the performance enhancing benefits. So um, most of the time, that's what I do. I do a lot more single leg work. I do a lot of multi-planar work. I try not to just work in that sagittal plane, which is pretty much all you're doing with uh, squat, back squat, deadlift, Olympic lift. And since running is so much already in the sagittal plane, I try to get out of that and work into the frontal plane where we're doing lateral squats or uh, valve slide lateral squats or 
lateral marching, things like that. So there's tons of ways to build uh, strength, speed, power, um, things like that. For athletes, you don't always have to do it with a barbell. And you don't always have to do it with a traditional squat, deadlift, Olympic lift uh, paradigm, let's say. You can, for sure. But I think there's better ways to do that. I think there's uh, more ways to have impact on performance and athleticism. Um, and I think doing that with single leg work is better. I think it's a better model. Um, yeah. So question number three, back to nutrition. What should athletes focus on in their diet? As I already mentioned um, in the first question, what should uh, what's the best diet? Something that you can adhere to. Uh, what should athletes focus on? I think it's absolutely vital for athletes to focus on hitting calorie maintenance, or at least knowing how many calories you need and trying to to get at least that many calories. Um, if you want to pay for adaptations, if you want your body to be able to adapt, then you need to be able to cover the cost of that. So training causes damage, repairing damage costs something. It costs calories and it also costs substrates. Like it requires building blocks to repair, primarily amino acids. But also training has the cost of energy, right? You, you have to put gas in the tank. So if you don't know how many calories you need, then you're gonna struggle on, pro you're probably gonna struggle on the training intensity side of the equation where you're, you're not going into the training session as fueled as possible. And then you're not going to, on the back end, repair as much as you could and therefore adapt as much as you could. So, what should the athlete focus on? Getting enough calories. You, I don't think that can be uh, stated enough. You gotta get the calories in. Secondly, protein. You've gotta ensure that you're recovering. Um, the, the quality of recovery and repair is directly related to how much protein you ingest. Um, one, ca uh, one gram of protein per pound of body weight is an excellent place to start if your body can handle more and you can tolerate more and you can, uh, you can get a higher amount. I say go for it. You're, you're doing yourself a favor. Um, if you're not focusing on, on getting enough protein, then it's gonna take you longer to repair going to take you longer to recover it's going to take your adaptations aren't going to be as drastic and significant so those two things i think are probably what athletes should focus on um, i could give you a list of 20 different things um, you should focus on uh, other recovery modalities you should focus on supplementing with creatine monohydrate or supplement with carbohydrate going into a training session or there's a whole list of things but i think the two most important are uh, when it comes to diet anyway 
hit your calorie goal at least and hit your protein goal. So aside from that, what are some other things that athletes can focus on? Sleep is super important. Uh, breathing, learning how to breathe, especially through, uh, through your nose. Deep inhalation, that's something I've been focusing, focusing a lot lately. Um, I, can, I can run with fewer breaths and maintain my running intensity if I breathe through my nose versus breathing through my nose, uh, inhaling through my mouth. So that's one thing that's super beneficial. And then when I do that before I go to bed, I fall asleep faster. So that's been really helpful as well. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of that for today. Please send in questions that, uh, that you have. I will do my absolute best to answer them. And next week we will have some... Uh, some new guests on. Alrighty y'all. Thanks for watching and listening and I will see you next week. Adios.